Hello and welcome to Easy Operations episode 46. My name is Ron and as usual I'm joined by James. Hello, hello. And Mondo. Hey. How are you guys? I'm a little bit under the weather. Um, I had an ear infection about a week ago with a bit of the common cold. As soon as I got over that, um, over the weekend, uh, one of my coworkers was sick. Uh, didn't bother to tell anybody until she left the office. It's like, hey guys, by the way, I was sick. And I picked it up, so um, still trying to recover. So I may cough here and there. So uh, you know what? Good old mute button's going to come in handy today. All right. Well, I hope you feel better, Mondo. Uh, James, are you in good health? Uh, so far, unless you guys spread that disease over the <laughs> internet somehow. But I am pretty good so far. Nothing exciting, though. All right. And as for myself, I just nothing major, just kind of low-key, kind of relaxing from the vacation. And I think it rained last weekend, so we're just kind of hanging out at at home and stuff like that, catching up on some shows. Um, but And I did go to the movies, so let's get right into it. <clears throat> Guys, I saw Wrinkle in Time. I was excited about this movie. Now, to be fair, I don't have uh, kind of any ideas from the source material. I never read the book that this was based on. But it was a diverse cast. I liked Avud DuVernay. It's hard to pronounce her name. I like her movies. And uh, I was excited about going into this. And uh, I was very disappointed. Um this is pretty much a kids' movie, guys, and uh, in in a way that only kids can appreciate it, and not in the way that like adults can enjoy it. So I'm thinking of like the one thing that popped into my head was you guys ever see Golden Compass and it had like a polar bear that talked with some kids in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was a yeah that was like a fun movie that was for kids, but adults could enjoy it as well, just to kind of see the special effects and the storyline. And I, th- I think this failed on, on multiple parts. Number one, there's just nothing there for adults. This relies heavily on the acting from the kids. Ooh. And uh, you can't, I'm sorry, but you can't rely on kids to carry the bulk of the movie here. And they kind of have to based on the adventure that they're going on. Uh, and also, I didn't find the special effects very convincing. This almost reminded me of just too much green screen of like an episode one situation where nothing is really grounded in reality. Uh, and I just... I didn't like this at all, so this is a, a definite uh, skip. If uh, if you guys were interested, I would say skip it. Uh, I've heard similar things in, with uh, people that I follow in terms of movie reviews. They also said it was disappointing, although I do disagree with you that kids uh, can – carry a movie on their own just has to be you know well directed or uh well written uh case in point all the spielberg movies were a majority of them were kid uh run and also recently it it was all kids um and that was great but yeah, I that's think, true that's a good point uh yeah. so i just want to defend all the kid actors out there well, well <laughs> i will say though that those kids tend to be Shark a little Boy older and Lava girl come on uh, those kids tend to be a little bit older whereas one of the kids just asked to do quite a bit he's a main character in this one um, I mean, I'm not good with ages here, but I would say he's probably seven years old. So we're talking mm-hmm. about very young here. So, and he has to give a lot of exposition and dialogue at a certain point in the movie. So, uh, we'll see. But yeah, it depends on the directors, but, uh, this one, I don't think it pulled it off. Kids got to start somewhere, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. This one is probably going to be a, a movie pass, uh, movie for me i'm gonna probably pay for this one dude i would even say skip the movie pass man seriously <laughs> uh wait till home video and you know wait until Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> yeah yeah what about you james uh, i didn't go to the theater but i did see a relatively recent movie an oscar nominated movie called call me by your name uh this was nominated i believe for movie and uh actor for 
the boy who was nominated for the most, I guess he was the youngest uh, cast for best actor. And uh, the movie's all right. It's it's one of those like you have to be in the in the mood uh, for that because it's really not really a plot or story. It's more about following uh, this boy and his kind of sexual identity and exploration uh, as he's growing up and he's kind of learning about himself. Um, generally, uh, he's kind of grown up thinking that he's a kind of like a, a, a straight guy and in his mind he thinks he is but he has feelings for this american that moves in or not moves in but that lives with him for six weeks and then basically just uh, explores that and then uh the first heartbreak essentially so uh, definitely a good character it's good acting and all that stuff it is a little overly long but there's really not much going on other than specifically that uh that little plot which is not much story related but more of like him discovering himself. So we could say he got butt hurt. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, I will say that uh, critics seem to like this movie. This has a 95% and the audience score, this is Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, and the audience score are 86%. So it uh, seems to be a general good consensus around this film. So if this subject is interesting to you, um, you know, go check it out. Yeah, it's yeah. worth a look. It looks like uh, James hit it on point there. Yeah. All right. And uh, one thing we wanted to talk about is uh, we're starting to see releases of the Tomb Raider 2018 movie. Now, loyal fans of the show will realize that at one point in time we had gone to see a movie, but we weren't allowed to talk about it. So now that the uh, reviews are coming out, I feel like it's safe to go ahead and give our impressions of the movie. Now, we want to preface this with saying that we saw an extremely early cut of the film to the extent that a number of special effects were not even finished and it almost looked like a uh, wireframe. Uh, you know, it, it almost was kind of funny. And, and I think it took kind of took me out of it. And I, I don't know that I would want to see movies like that on a regular basis. Um, but I think we all kind of came away from this, not impressed. And I, I'm going to speak for myself and you guys tell me if you agree or disagree, but I don't think I'm interested in seeing the final product. What about you guys? I would have to agree with you right there, Ron. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, only because I, I felt like this movie didn't really, um, I didn't get a sense of connecting with Laura as I wanted to, uh, as opposed as, you know, playing the games and learning more about her. You do get to learn about Laura Croft, but uh, there was just some unnecessary things that were added to her character. And it made me just kind of question, like, do I really want to care for this uh, character at this point? Um, now that you've introduced me, like, she's a... Uh, pretty much doesn't want to take up the the name. She does it unwillingly. And I don't know, James, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, what's your take? I agree with both of you. The, the movie was just not good. I, <laughs> that's plain and simple. Uh, but to be fair, we did see a super early screening. This was at least six months ago uh, before release. So things weren't done. Things could have been edited differently. Things they could have reshot. I don't know. Uh, so we can't really give a review on the final product, but that initial screening... Uh, was pretty pretty terrible in my opinion. It was edited pretty bad. The action was pretty bad. Um, uh, other than I, I would say some of the acting, which was like uh, kind of fun. Uh, I liked the bad guy because uh, he was really over the top. Um, but beyond that, I really didn't have much positive to say about the movie. But that's not to say it's going to be different. Uh, it could be a little bit more. I, I, I can't think. I wouldn't think that it's marginally better or like could be extreme difference in the final cut. Uh, but I can at least believe that it's uh, the final version will at least be a slightly better than uh, what we saw for sure. Because I remember seeing um, 
what is it suicide squad close to a year before it came out like a super early screening and that was like ultra terrible ultra terrible and uh the but we went to rewatch it again on the final version it was uh watchable and slightly entertaining but not a good movie still um so i you know i can't speak for the final movie hopefully it's better but the screening we saw definitely was not good uh, Bright was definitely better. I don't know oh, if that's the same well, for that's, you. That's, that's <laughs> of excellence, of course, that, right, James? Yeah, that, that's a good movie, man. I would choose Bright over... Uh, I would choose Tomb Bright Raider, over Tomb Raider. That's, that's going to be our show scale. Is it better than Bright? <laughs> <laughs> yep, you created that new standard run, so... Yeah, uh, uh, that is proclaimed to be Ron's worst movie of all time. <laughs> so we're going to use that from now forward. Um, Easy ups standard. I will say that uh, on some of the early reviews, this has a tomato meter of 52%. So it doesn't, okay, it's kind of in between, but not looking too promising. But if you guys are interested in seeing it, it does come out this Friday, March 16th. So uh, yeah, take a look at that in movie theaters. I, But I will say one thing though, it's going to be, I'm going to say this, I'm going to go out on a limb. Um, and we'll see what the numbers say, but it'll be number one because all these Lorikov fanboys are going to go out and see the movie. They're not going to care. And they're going to think it's the most epic, most, you know, on point movie they've ever seen. They're just going to be so biased. And I don't even it's just going to be bad. I don't even think it's going to get one or two, in my opinion. It's been, I don't even see any marketing on it, to be honestly. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I haven't. I, it hasn't been pushed to my face, and plus the trailers look pretty bad too. So it's the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the entire movie. So, so I don't know. Going based on that, I, I haven't really heard okay. much hype going into it. I, I didn't even know it came out this weekend. So, well, no, no, no. It's come. Was. It's going to come out this weekend. Yeah. So it's not. It uh, wasn't out yet. Out. Now, Mondo, if if it is going to take number one, I will tell you that's only going to last a week because the following week is uh, Pacific Rim. Pacific and uh, yes. while, you know, did, did that do well, well the, ready, the last time, James? Uh, I don't know, but to me, that's a... No, it, may, it, it, it technically bombed in the uh, U.S., but overseas. Um, it, it's money back okay. overseas. That's correct. Um, so I don't think the second the second Pacific Rim, whether it's good or bad, is going to uh, strike a chord with a lot of people either, especially if the first one didn't. Um, but I'm glad they still made it, especially for the fans that did like the first one. Well, yes. that weekend, uh, if I'm looking at the calendar here, it might be Sherlock Gnomes then <laughs> instead of Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> that movie sounds <laughs> uh, so many previews for it. Believe it or not, it could still be yeah. Black Panther because it was Black number one last week, uh, even though Brinkle and Time came out, and it could still keep strong and be this coming yeah, week as well. Enough. All right. Well, what about TV shows, James? Anything you've seen? Uh, just one so far I've been trying to keep up with. I went uh, started finally Jessica Jones season two. Uh, they do a really good job of recapping the first season. And they really uh, this season doesn't really go over anything that happened in the Defenders. They briefly mentioned that stuff. But it's definitely a continuation of the first season where she's still continuing her work as um, kind of a private investigator type thing. But now there's more elements of... Um, uh, it's more getting into how she was created, essentially. Uh, and uh, there's more supers out there kind of like her under the same program. So it's more of a mystery. Uh, I mean, still keeps that mystery detective noir aspect of it. I still quite enjoy it. I feel it's a little slower than the first oh, season. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> 
slightly uh but I, i'm still interested and i'm gonna uh, continue i really like the characters so i'm w- willing to finish it the rest i can only be going based on the first episode four episodes and i'm digging it so far i hope it's not like a majority of the four uh, you know the other netflix series where it's kind of like one it's like an arc and then there's kind of like a, a space in between where it's kind of slow and then the second arc kicks in um because that was the problem with punisher the first arc like first arc was good and then the, there's like a couple episodes that they could have trimmed and not necessary and then the last arc was awesome uh and then luke cage was opposite where the first arc was good and the second arc wasn't as good well uh i i, I was gonna say opinion. i watched the first season but i didn't care for her as a character too much she's a little too kind of like snarky and like sort of uh hates herself and i don't know that i can identify with her as much and so it makes it made the show to me a little bit tough to watch i watched the whole thing We'll see. I hope that there's a little more kind of things to like about her aspect or her personality. Well, she she's still uh, the similar in in that vein because she's still dealing with post traumatic stress disorder and all what everything that entails with it and her separation with everybody else and her kind of being a not necessarily like a nice person. Uh, but I feel feel like it's warranted that uh, all the events that have happened the first one or her history with uh, the purple um, the purple man. Uh, which warranted that sort of character for her. But okay. uh, that's me. Mondo, are you interested in uh, this show? I am. I just hope, you know what, because um, I saw the first season, there were so many times that she could have just, I don't know, have you seen yeah, season one? Yes, you have, right? Okay, so quick spoilers. If you guys haven't seen episode one, I feel like they could have just ended the whole melodramatic thing by just killing off that one character. But like in every episode, like she has a chance, uh, something comes up. She either has feelings, she, oh, I forgot to do this, or it just makes her seem so weak and, and very like, uh, like she didn't really care. And she only stepped up to the plate in the final episode. And it was like, where was this person? Like, like the first six or eight episodes, like, why do you drag your personality so much? And that's my only complaint about the series. It's just like, yes, we get it. Just do something about it. Hurry up, go get drunk. Well, maybe the first season a lot in terms of a little bit brisker pace is that it was essentially two characters in that show. It was Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. I haven't seen anyone pop up yet, uh, but this is solely relying on her in this specific season and her friend, uh, Patsy Walker. So uh, I'm not sure how you like her character in the first season, but she's more oh, prominent in this one. Okay. Oh, she was good. Yeah. I liked her. So. All right. Well, we'll see. That's uh, Jessica Jones season two. And uh, Mondo, what have you been watching? I've been watching uh, anime for a bit, uh, watching season two of Attack on Titan. And that's where these uh, gigantic, gigantic uh, naked creatures that are human-like feed on people. And uh, I guess the human race, they live within the confines of these walls. And once these walls get torn down, you know, these gigantic, you know, titans, in quotation marks, you guys can see that, come in, pillage, and eat people. Um, first season was pretty crazy. Second season, it's more uh, psychological and you get to um, kind of understand where most of these uh, Titans are coming from because they're actually um, within the human race. Basically, they're acting as or posing as soldiers inside the military. And you just get a sense of why they're doing what they're doing, basically just feeding off of humanity. There's some that want just, just want to go home. They just want to go back and just relax. They don't want to be living in the fear of all these you know, 20 foot tall people devouring everybody else. But, um, you know, humanity is at its wit's end because they're trying to figure out what they can do to just survive. And it's right now it's pretty slow, I got to say. uh, But I really like the storytelling, which is 
one of my biggest things is just like tell the story first and then we get to the action and so far for me i'm not disappointed i really recommend this to you james because you'll love it i did like the first season uh i'll try to find make time i may i'll wait to probably till everything finishes is it done yet the second season i believe so or is it still going no i believe okay. the season's done well, that's what okay I'm so probably why does it have more episodes it looks like you wrote 26 to 36 the first season was like 25 i don't know 25, but there's 36 episodes in the season? Uh, no, this is just me just trying to catch up to finish uh, season two. There's still a few more. Oh, in I other words, it. you're okay. sort of counting from when one left off? Yeah, from after season two, uh, season one finished, then I'm just continuing season two. Is that how they label it? They call it considered episode 26? Yeah. And up? 26. Oh, okay, I see. Okay. All right. Well, for me, I just continue to get through uh, Everything Sucks. I'm not the eighth episode, I think, out of 10. I really do like this show. Uh, it's a good story. I think uh, even my girlfriend, who wasn't didn't grow up in the '90s, I should say, is enjoying it as well. So uh, it's not as hilarious, but it's just good. Like it has funny moments and a lot of a lot of references, and uh, it's just a nice kind of if you like high school. I don't know so much like drama comedy. I guess uh, you'll probably dig this show. So definitely would recommend it. James, have you gotten a chance to see it? I know you were interested in it. Uh, not yet, but it's on my list. All right. I'll eventually get around to it. I'm just watching okay. anime. No worries. <laughs> no worries. All right. Well, let's get into some video games. And let's start with you, James. Uh, I'd start to play one of the free games of this month. It's actually a uh, spinoff of the Trials series, but also a spinoff of the Far Cry series. Uh, it's called Trials of the Blood Dragon. And uh, it's definitely a... A quirky, quirky game. It it's pretty much takes the Trials formula, but makes it a sequel to Far Cry Blood Dragon. Uh, if anyone isn't aware, Far Cry Blood Dragon is a spinoff of Far Cry, where it's all 80s, 80s futurism uh, theme with the whole um, synth music and the whole neon colors. Uh, definitely a great expansion or, I don't know, mini game that came out uh, back in the day. So they pretty much did the same formula in Trials. Uh, Trials generally is just a motorcycle game, weirdly enough, where you just go from point A to point B with obstacles in the way where you have to kind of maneuver uh, and then you know finagle uh, your momentums and, and puzzle your way in through the level. What makes this interesting is that this is actually a legit story sequel to the first Far Cry where it, uh, it follows... Um, the guy, the main guy from First Blood Dragon, his kids, as they're infiltrating Vietnam. It's Vietnam War Three or War Four or something like that, um, and they're basically just trying to end the war and all that stuff. It's a future war, and uh, it's still the same Trials gameplay, but with all the neons and the cool music. But what's interesting about this specific Trials is that there's out of bike gameplay, so you can get off the bike and do stealth mis- uh, little stealth sections, and also. Uh, shooting section so that's a little interesting surprise so i'm actually get, looking forward to actually finishing this and pretty it was a pretty um good free game to give because i wouldn't have given this a yeah, shot otherwise. i wouldn't have paid for um, this either um i tried it out a bit also and uh I, I i don't know that i'm gonna try to really get, like maximize my high score and get a perfect grade i just like want to get through it because it's a bit hard in in that it really relies on you timing your jumps perfectly and and at some points yeah yeah it's like a I, and i find it really hard when you have to maneuver your bike plus shoot somebody or a specific target that gets a very like <laughs> controlling your hand and a, like stretching it out type of way and uh it's a little tough i don't know if i'll get a chance to finish the whole thing 
what makes this a little bit more fun than regular trials is that it actually has a story, <laughs> which is so weird to for a trials game uh, to include story elements. It's all kind of like hand drawn cartoons essentially, but uh, very eighties reminiscent. And if you're into that, good, uh, uh, give it a shot. Music too, and uh, very good, just like yep. the original Blood Dragon. So I hope uh, Ubisoft does it for more games. That'd be cool to see. Like I don't know. Ghost Recon, Blood Dragon, or whatever—it's just just that whole aesthetic uh, is appealing to me. May not for maybe the newer generations, they may not get it, uh, but for definitely for us, and you know, it, it's uh, it's something that caters to us, I guess. And the only other thing uh, we've been playing—it uh, looks like you guys have as well—is PUBG. As always, is my daily game to go to. Uh, and uh, good news, I don't know if you want to uh, mention that, Ron, is that we finally got our <laughs> first chicken dinner together. Uh, easy ops here. Not me. It didn't <laughs> come for me, guys. Uh, uh, yeah. Technically, it did. It may, it may say it in your stats, but you were in the same squad with us when we won, uh, when we won that chicken dinner. You may have died a little early um, and then left, but uh, we carried the torch in your behalf and ended up uh, winning. Uh, Ron, do you want to give well, more details uh, on that? I'm trying to remember, but basically we kind of made our way to different parts of town, didn't really run into too many enemies until the end where we had a nice kind of shootout in a small home uh, in which we were catching a lot of fire. And we had that cover, which sort of helped us last almost until the end. And uh, I eventually mm-hmm. went down <laughs> in the end, but I was given my play-by-play and trying to describe to you where that last guy was. And uh, yeah, and so <laughs> and you were able to land a couple of headshots on him. I looked like it. That's why he went down so quickly. And sure enough, yeah, th- we got that chicken dinner, the elusive chicken dinner. It was just like the most uh, lucky, I guess you could say, in terms of circumstance. Uh, it was just the it just happened to Ron bailed out of the house earlier than expected, then, and so I was chasing after him. But then he was uh, getting into hot fire because we we're both, you know, prone <laughs> that was a distraction. Grass. And he, yeah, pretty much. And then I, I guess uh, the one, the guy, the guys that were, because I was still scared of the people that we were shooting out with because I didn't kill anybody or shoot anybody. Uh, so I was worried more about them. But when we got out, I, I, they died somehow. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but the last dude ended up picking out uh, Ron, but I guess he assumed that I was near Ron as well. And, um, and I was also scared because he had the hide advantage of the hill. Uh, but with, uh, grits experts uh, identification of locations uh, helped me find them I was lucky that they couldn't see me weirdly enough because I'm the smooth <laughs> naked guy I don't wear clothing in the game <laughs> I would imagine I would stick out with the crowd uh, within the grass but I was fortunate enough to have uh, uh, a scope which was um, I'm glad that Rod, you were patient with that because I, I mentioned like just wait here let me see if I can find a scope because I really need one otherwise I don't think was that the match where we swapped scopes with, so. No, that was a different one. Uh, no, that was the next one. That was pretty intense too when we played uh, with our group of friends where we had a huge shootout <laughs> in in similar style house. <laughs> Literally, we had to like, it was kind of like the movie The Raid. We tra- we busted into this house and had to fight our way up to like three stories, four stories. <laughs> we finally took over this house. But then I guess uh, as you own this house, people are also coming in towards it. Yeah, this guy got like got the luckiest grenade in once, which um, it took out yeah, three or four of us. <laughs> yeah, three of us. Uh, last one was <laughs> we. We it, it felt like we were fighting in that house forever, like forever, ever, because we kept going up. We got shot down. We had to revive each other. We finally took it, but we ended up not winning that game. But 
uh, it was still fun and nonetheless. What about you, Mondo? Uh, was, uh, actually, yesterday it was uh, Goose, uh, one of his buddies, Lynx, and Cedric. We almost got chicken dinner. It was funny enough. Uh, of course, uh, I happened to die towards the end or the beginning. I'm sorry. And uh, I got Goose killed, <laughs> like always. And then it was just Lynx and Cedric. And they went all the way. Oh, man. Uh, Cedric just uh, went into this house. Uh, somebody took out Lynx. And then uh, kind of like you in your situation where he kind of had a fight upstairs, you know, in this small little two ho- uh, two-story house. As soon as he was coming down, there was two guys. It was him and two other people. He shoots one down. He goes outside. And we're telling him, don't shoot the guy. Don't shoot the guy. Shoot the guy behind the crates. And he's like, what crates? And as soon as he said that, a boom, shotgun to the head. Oh, <laughs> we were almost close. Wait, so they they, they, they stuck up behind him or what? No, I think uh, Cedric had the upper hand because he was inside the house. But as soon as he got the oh, enemy okay. outside the house, prone and almost dead, he went to go get the final kill. But I think uh, he got a little too greedy. Uh, I mean, we almost had it. You know, just one of those things where uh, things don't go according to plan. But that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, another game I've been playing is uh, Dragon Ball Fighters uh, Story Mode. Ugh, ugh. I, I kind of just want <laughs> to get over this whole story. I heard about this story mode. It's so so boring. It's and the it same just guys drags. over I mean, and over again, right? I, I love yeah, you just fight the same guys over and over again. And the only thing that's cool is if uh, I think I mentioned this before. If you have certain people in your group, like you'll have these special cutscenes. But even then, it's just trying to advance the story mode so you can get this Chivo. Oh, man, it's just grueling. And I've only, I just completed the damn first uh, first story out of three. How, how, how many points So I'm a third of the way done. <laughs> uh, I believe it's Okay, 100. I would say keep going then. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just pretty good. Yeah. It was no, like, it was it was like, like five. Nah, say. don't do it. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't yeah. be good, but I think it's, it's actually 100. So I'm... Um, <laughs> gonna tough it out i'm gonna see where, whether i can play it over the weekend but man it's just ugh, i'm not having fun uh pvp <laughs> though with the dragon ball fighters um with the new patch uh i think somebody has this funny little exploit with android 16 which is the mohawk uh wearing guy and uh, he does this special with this with his uh, uh one bar and um, basically if you get close enough for a whole 15 seconds your character just starts moving towards him and Hmm. Yeah, you, like it sucks, like a magnet, like it sucks you in. Yeah, it what? sucks you in, and you can just huh. pretty much go to town on you, and that that's kind of horrible because it's like, hey, you know what? Even if you're blocking, it still has the effect. So, I did hear that they updated uh uh the game today, so maybe that's what they fixed. Oh, I hope so. Maybe Broly's out. I gotta double check because he's supposed to be out this month, I believe. Oh, cool! The Brock Lesnar of what, Dragon he never shows up. <laughs> <laughs> He's not, well. He's only like in two things, and like he's super big. Like they made yeah, him like super small. Uh, he's like he's like Goku, but like five times buffer and huge and ten feet like a tall. That, so uh, you can't pick because he's, he's half the time he's not there. <laughs> it's just his little yeah. square is empty. <laughs> right. I see so many sweeties for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Great. It's a great one. <laughs> all right well for me guys i got a chance to pop in last night the assassin's creed uh probably the second or maybe the last one of the dlc it's called uh curse of the pharaohs and that's no not quite uh although osiris might be in it 
Uh, he's, I think he's one of the gods. But so basically, James, remember that I was telling you this is the one that kind of you had a little bit supernatural element to it. Uh, I think what's cool about this mm-hmm. one is the way they handle it, which is it doesn't just kind of make up some story that's out of nowhere. You go to investigate like tombs, uh, and <laughs> sure, I think I would have preferred it if it just made up out of nowhere, yeah, making a blood yeah, dragon of like Assassin's the, Creed uh, or something, like the tyranny of uh, George Washington or something like that. But uh, but this one yeah. is you're going to investigate uh, some tombs, and then when you go in there, you then go into the quote unquote afterlife, and that's where a lot of the uh, ah. characters are. So you fight like jackals and. Um, then uh, like one of the bosses and I stayed up to like 1am trying to finish this boss. One of the bosses was like the mummy of a, uh, Pharaoh. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. Hmm. Um, did they have supernatural powers though? She, or they just, she, yeah, she had a sword was, like, using and a sword. then she could like, um, you know, deflect <laughs> some things and she would rush at you and she can kind of teleport and things like that. But, uh, she wasn't like doing anything super crazy. So, mm. because you have to be able to deal with it in the combat system, you know? Yeah. Um, right. So I'm enjoying it. It's uh, it's a little bit different change of pace. It adds more to the map. It raises the level cap from 45 to 55. And uh, I'm still going to continue to play it. And if you picked up... Uh, let me see. If I had to choose between this or the other one, hmm, that's a... I would probably say this one because it's a little more interesting in terms of the different places that you're going to. You're going into like Egyptian tombs. Uh, whereas the other one is just a straight up continuation. It's more of like a little epilogue to the story. Um, now, have you? Tried I have. The I think I talked about yet? that. That might have been in the week that you weren't here, or I forget if we talked about it. So, sorry, folks out there, if I re talk about talk it. About but uh, basically, I enjoy this mode. Uh, you can go with pretty much any character model. Uh, not any, but a lot of character models in the game. So I was using like uh, Cleopatra, and you can use Julius Caesar. And he has the ability, they, they have the ability to climb anything like they would. You just have no weapons and there's no combat. And you, there's multiple mm. points of different cities where they have like little stops along the way where you can find out information. Um, and I haven't gone through too much of this. I must have played it for about an hour or so. Um, it's good information, but it doesn't really tell you like, where they got their sources from. Like, I, I wouldn't consider it super academic. It's just meant to, like, enjoy and be a very casual, mm-hmm. like, oh, look how they did their research into this. And in some cases, and uh, I heard about this on different podcasts, but I didn't see it myself. They basically tell you, well, this building isn't uh, standing to this day, but this is how we filled in the blanks and how we in- interpreted it to be a fully formed building in the game. Uh, so it's uh, mm-hmm. it's worth looking into it's a free mode if you have the game so i would just say try it um and it's a way to really check out the beautiful scenery in this game and just the amazing amount of work that went into it yeah yep sounds beautiful uh sounds and then after that i'm just continuing on mafia 3 i'm finding that the gameplay when it's not in story mode it's pretty repetitive it's pretty much uh do a little small side missions to kind of reduce the power of the uh gangster and then you do the mission where you actually kill him. That's pretty much been the format. And so it's getting a bit repetitive, but I mm-hmm. like the story. So I might stick with it, but um, it's it's not super original with that kind of gameplay, you know, in terms of the mission variety. Has uh, 
but that has the game kind of moved pretty quickly in terms of a story that when you're going through those, even yeah, no, but I still easy, gotta right? do like um, give you an example to kill one of the little sub bosses, you have to do at least four side missions, and then he's like available, and you weaken his resources, then you can go take him out, and then you set up your guys to kind of be in charge. Um, so yeah, it's still absolutely. So I don't there. know if you're gonna like that as much, um, but. Uh, you know, good graphics, good music from that time period. It's interesting, you know, unique time period, but it's not a lot of mission variety. Yeah, and even and even what you do in the outside world, you. this does remind me of Mafia Two in that there's not much to do. You just go from one place to the next. Um, <laughs> so wait, let me ask you this then: Do you prefer its uh, what is it? Sixties, yeah, sixties like, New like Orleans setting over the old school Mafia. Yeah. Late sixties, yeah. Over the, I like the old like, school, you know, gangster, old school gangster mafioso yeah. timeline. Yeah. Okay. Just asking. All right. Okay. Well, let's get into some news of the week. I just wanted to start off with one in which uh, there's been an announcement. I guess a re-release of a re-release. How, how many times has this been game come out? But I'm kind of curious about it. Which is the <laughs> Sega Mega Drive Classics or Sega Genesis Collection, depending on where you live, I guess. In which it's going to have 50 games that are going to hit the PS4 and Xbox One. But interesting of note, no Switch version has been announced. Uh, and I thought that would be perfect. Mm, Sega, Sega does yeah. what's the Nintendo, <laughs> Yeah, I thought this would be perfect for the Switch, especially <laughs> since there's no virtual console. Um, and they are going to add some graphical yeah. filters. This seems to be a lot of the same games that was in that 360 and PS3 version. Uh, is any of you going to double dip on these, or did you even buy these the last time? Uh, probably not. I was more of a Nintendo guy, but I did like a lot of Genesis games at the time. Uh, Streets of Rage is good. Comic Zone. Uh, the Contra was good. Uh, Golden Axes. And I did like the RPGs with um, the Shining Forces. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Fantasy Star, but I did like Shining Force. Uh, but other than that, I don't have too much of a nostalgia bomb for Sega over Nintendo. Uh, I think probably the biggest memory I have with uh, Genesis is that they had the only version of Mortal Kombat yeah. that had blood and the original fatalities. Uh, but but other than that, uh, no, I don't think I'm going to uh, double dip on these. Uh, no, sir. I have no interest in uh, Sega games. Uh, there's only a few. But uh, if it comes, I, yeah. I want it for the Switch. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously. I, I no, I don't have the yeah. Switch. I want the Switch version. <laughs> Oh, you you want to be this for Smash Brothers? <laughs> no, no. There you go. But uh, this is a solid <laughs> list. So if you are into Genesis stuff, but like, I I gotta think that if you've liked these games, you probably played them already a ton by now. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And speaking of collections, uh, the probably game that I am going to double dip, probably Mondo as well, is the Street Fighter collection. Yeah. Uh, but not in a sense that double dipping that we're buying it again is that I'm probably going to oh, pick I was it up on ask Switch you about and that. console. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Same. Yeah. Hey, did you, did you like that feature that they add for the uh, Switch? The four pl- well, the tournament mode? Yeah, like I, mean, OG no, I don't tournament know about mode. Have you heard about that, Ron? So basically back in, I don't know, whenever Street Fighter 2 originally came out, in Japan, they had a unique setup to do tournaments where it was actually four uh, cabinets um, back to back to back. And how they did it is that they have two people, you know, each individual one play, and the winner would stay in that uh, in that 
that cabinet while the losers switch over to the next uh, to the next one. It was a weird convoluted system, but it was an interesting uh, thing at the time. I'll send you an article in regards to that, but it was a pretty interesting concept that they're going to emulate for the Switch version where people with four different Switches uh, can cool. emulate that old school cool. Japanese play style as well. So nice little touch of uh for the yeah and apparently the they got added there. a ton mm-hmm. of like behind the scenes like historical timelines and low uh promotional posters and things like mm-hmm. that so it's getting that good treatment uh like the um i believe that was the uh, Mega Man collection that got a number of kind of good behind the scenes mm-hmm. uh, artwork and things like that so that's cool because it's not just a quick throwing up of these games Speaking of the Sega Genesis collection, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick this up. Um, I don't have a Switch, but uh, I don't know if I would double dip on that. But maybe. <laughs> yes, you would. Yes, you would. It's nice having it to just take with you anywhere, and then you can play with anyone on the go. It might not be the most ideal controller situation, but still, you you're still having a good time be able to play multiplayer on the go pretty much yeah. uh, especially since the majority of these games are not online enabled except for a few so uh it's good to be able yeah. to play anywhere have a little tournament anywhere Dude, and what's so awesome my phone acts as a hotspot, and this thing can really do online gaming with the switch so i'm happy nice. for this mm-hmm. all right any other news I have uh, just two quick ones. I just added there. Speaking of Tomb Raider, uh, they just announced that they're going to reveal it tomorrow. It's actually going to be called Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And they already released a release date of September 14th. So uh, looking forward to that tomorrow. It exists. Uh, I'm not sure if it's developed by the same people. I think it may be by the uh, developers of the first Shadow of... um, What's that shadow? What is it? The Mordor, Shadow of Mordor. So we'll see how this game is, because uh, I heard Crystal Dynamics is doing something else now. So I, I don't know. We'll see tomorrow uh, how that goes. And my last news is that uh, now the biggest game in the planet right now, which is Fortnite, is going to have a mobile port. Um, and what's cool about it is that uh, it can be cross-played with uh, PC crazy. and console players. So it's kind of it? nice. It's Definitely. Uh, I don't know. I know phones, you can use Bluetooth controllers anyway. So if you want to hook up your 360 or Xbox One controller, you can do it that yeah. way. It's just not the most ideal screen uh, state. But it's nice that you could play anywhere. But uh, it's cool. It's They're expanding uh, the game, which is uh, obviously taking the world by storm here. Uh uh, and give, expanding it to more players out there, and it's you know still going to be free, and it's gonna not it's gonna have every feature that the consoles and the PC version does. So good on Epic for releasing that. I, I look forward to it. What's kind of cool is that um, console players and PC players obviously can't join mobile players' game um, or servers because they have an obvious advantage, yeah. and they'll probably win all day. But uh, so, but the mobile people have the ability to uh, opt in to join in the console servers or the pc servers so basically you could part it up like you know if you're on your phone on the go you can party up with me and then we can play on on the same server but you're gonna have to be you're going against console people so you know what you're getting into when but it's, it's nice that the feature is there and um good on them for uh allowing that so the only thing is uh sony is the only console that's not wanting mm-hmm. to do it between console console of course uh, that's the ongoing drama. With that, uh, even on Twitter, looks like the very public with uh, Fortnite is wanting to 
expand the because they've accidentally did that before uh, where they enabled crossplay between PS4 and Xbox, but then they got caught <laughs> and then they had to immediately remove it. And um, this one podcast is saying it's like it still may happen, but will be an unadvertised feature um, because how it generally works is that, for example, if you join me in my party on your phone, you're joining a 360 server, right? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going back <laughs> a couple of gens. Uh, Xbox, Xbox One server. Um, but for example, but if I were to join a PC uh, player server, we're just going to join the PC server side of things. So what would what would stop another player that's on PS4 joining that same player that's on PC? Because that means they're both going to be on that PC server. So I wonder how they can mitigate that, or if uh, if that's something that's going to be just an unadvertised feature, which would be kind of cool, uh, but a little convoluted way in getting that started. So it's uh, possible uh, out there, but good on Fortnite, man. That game has improved so much and so fast within I don't know six months or maybe I don't know uh, almost a year now, and uh, that game just and and becoming a big epidemic. I'm pretty sure it's overshadowed yeah, it seems uh, like it, at this point because it's a little more of kind of friendly perhaps with the art style or maybe some people like the building aspect of it yeah it's well yeah, it's true. free i mean yeah. you can't go wrong with free it's uh, <laughs> easier to play of entrance it's a little bit more uh, per, uh has a lot more personality uh it definitely looks and runs a lot better yeah. than uh pubg ever does and it's uh, like you mentioned very kid friendly so kids can enjoy it as well um so it has a little bit broader appeal so uh and then of course they even though it's free they make all their money with their you know their emotes and their skins and all that stuff which seems really cool i mean like the the things that they have for skins look really nice uh but you know pubg is still the second biggest now out there it's still i still prefer that but uh, good on fortnite it's definitely still a great yeah i don't know that i would go on the uh mobile version but i'll definitely give another try to the uh, home version for sure you should, you should try it now. They've, uh, in, in at least, I don't know, the last major update uh, after the new year, they made every version of the game, including on regular oh, consoles, nice. uh, 60 frames per second. So it definitely runs way, way smoother uh, across all platforms. It looks a lot better um, as well. And they've added a lot more you know features and all that stuff. So Because they, they'll have modes like 20 versus 20 versus 20 versus 20 or 50 versus 50. So it, they have a lot more offerings to change it up i just wish i was good at the building aspect which is my weakest part and the shooting i wish the shooting was better as well it's definitely the more arcadey game and you could tell PUBG in its uh upcoming roadmap that it's uh reactionary towards uh fortnite's uh ability because they're adding emotes now uh they're adding a smaller map so people get into action a lot quicker uh but i prefer the bigger maps because that adds a lot of the the tenseness with like this quiet and then getting to like action really quick um that's me uh, but it looks like definitely competition helps each other get better. So, uh, all right, well, to both games. that's going to do it for us this week. Um, did want to make a little request for some show feedback. We did get some from friend of the show Rooney. He just said, uh, can you, he said, can you stick to a more oh, regular schedule? <laughs> uh, I said, oh, I would love yeah, yeah. to, but you know, we all have different <laughs> schedules, things, different things going on. We work at different hours, so it can be hard to kind of, find time when we all sync up so, but we try to meet up on wednesdays evenings uh so we'll do our best but we can't make any promises uh and if you want to give us more show feedback uh you can do that at easy operations qa at gmail.com send that in or like us on our facebook page at the easy operations podcast uh anything else you guys want to mention no 
uh, first, I would like to say thank you, Rooney, for the feedback. And uh, thank you, as always, to Facehugger. He's coming up with some new music soon. So you'll probably hear some new tunes on our podcast. All right. Well, uh, that's going to be it. And have a good night, guys. Good night. Good night.